Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Good morning, Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning, Liberty. My name is Nate Thurston, and across from me is Mr. Charles Chuck Thompson, drinking an ice-cold Dr. Pepper Zero. How's it going today, I Chuck? Yeah, this is the best Zero that's out there. You think? Is if, it better than Sprite Zero as far as If you go closeness? back to the beginning episodes, we used to be, well, we weren't sponsored by Coke Zero, but you could scan that code. <laughs> Make sure you don't touch my cables. It'll all, it'll disconnect. Oh, theoretically, yeah. you could scan the code and then The subscribe. sip and scan. Yeah. Sip and scan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it was. Uh, but I got to tell you, Dr. Pepper Zero really stepped the game up, and I'm sure aspartame is still bad for you. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. drinking water would probably still be better, but I really enjoy it. Coke Zero got a little flat. It did. Mm-hmm. It was very upsetting. Well, it's so. du- it's dumb bleep of the week, by the way. We got a lot of dumbs in here and not too much time. You know, I did an hour and 18 minutes last Friday by myself. And uh, so now we've actually got a little bit more dumbs to go through. Mm. And we have less time. But I guess if we have to, I can carry on when Charlie uh, has to leave to go take yet another phone call here right. at, at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. Mm-hmm. So, Dumb Bleep of the Week, we go through some of the dumbest stuff that people said or that happened this week. Some of it, uh, you know, we covered a lot of dumb stuff on the podcast already this week, so some of those won't make it in. You might have already heard some other people talk about a little bit of this, but uh, wait until you hear us do it. It's going to be way better. <laughs> okay, so some of this, yeah, okay, it happened earlier in the week, and you've already heard people talk about it, but we've got to vote on which one was, in fact, the dumbest thing. I'm going to I'm going to take the reins on number one right here, which is a a two-parter. I mean, you're welcome to chime in anytime you want to, of course, Mm. as long as I say it's okay. So dumb bleep number one. That's right, Tom. There was a lot of dumb this week. (laughs) I mean, yesterday was like an extended dumb bleep episode, too. I kind of feel like pinky in the brain. I walk in here and like, what are we going to talk about today, Nate? And he's like, well... A lot of dumb. A lot of dumb every day. Same then, dumb we talk about every day. You think that it would get better. Mm-mm. 
but it gets worse. It's, this might be the most difficult episode for voting because I'm even coming in and I can't figure out which one I think is the dumbest. It's <laughs> going to be tough. So dumb bleep number one, we're going to go hard on Trump here for a minute. So I apologize to any of the fragile, fragile Trumpsters out there. But for a second, we're going to talk about the former president of the United States, Donald J. Trump. And he is looking to fall to launch his 2024 bid for president of the United States, looking at announcing in the fall. Now, that by itself is real dumb. Listen, uh, we neither one of us like just straight up hated Trump. Okay, we're we're not one of the dumb Trump haters out there. Mm. But also, neither one of us voted for him either time that he was on the ballot because there were better options available, not the Democrats. Anyhow, he says that he's now eyeing a September announcement. According to two of his advisors, I told you this is going to happen. That he's saying seventy thirty. He announces before the midterms. Do you think that's strategic? Yes, I do. And I've actually here's where I here's the real dumb part. I do think it's before the midterms. This is really, really okay. He's probably doing it on purpose. He's probably doing it to hurt the Republicans. Sorry to say so, Republicans out there that are listening. You do not want the midterm elections to be about Trump. And if he announces just before the midterm elections, then you erase all the stuff. You erase the inflation. You the think crazy so? enough to, Yes, it becomes we have got to do everything to stop Trump again. That's what we have to do. Mm. And I, I can oh, see that. and Because then that's all we have to talk about anymore. Well, and then, what if he and comes then, out in his announcements and like, you know, I'm going to fix the schools just like your Republican governors are doing, you know? I mean, yeah, sure. Does I'm that just, not reinforce the message over the last couple of years? It could. It could. I, I take this as a bad thing. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a good thing whatsoever. And I think he also knows that and he might be trying to set it up to make it better for him in 2024, because if you do screw up the midterms and we end up with more Democrats than not, after the midterms, stuff could go even more sideways for the next two years, and you could be looking for an even bigger reaction in the other direction in 2024. So he might be coming in to try to strategically mess stuff up. I think that's pretty dumb. But whether or not you believe all the stuff that I was just saying, part two of Dumb Leap number one goes to a Trumpster I saw online, a few of them actually. I saw this going around on Twitter, all right, and I basically wanted to, to discuss this. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Now, Trump was not the worst president that we've ever had. It was also not this great, perfect utopia the entire time that Trump was president either. That's right. And failing to accept the reality that things were not perfect and portraying it as if it were perfect, that's not good. You're shielding yourself from what the actual truth was. It's not a good idea. So let's go through what this thing says. While we're talking about January 6th, of course, we're having the hearings, all these things coming out. I really haven't been following it all that much. It's just a bunch of hearsay. Here's what was really happening on January 6th, the post goes. Gas was $1.93 per gallon. There was zero inflation. The supply chain was functioning well. The economy was the strongest it's been in 50 years. The border was controlled and secure. The Taliban wasn't armed with U.S. artillery. 
plenty of workers to fulfill labor needs. Stock market was at record highs. 401ks have record high values. Those are both the same thing. Interest rates were at record lows. So we could take some of these line by line really quickly if you if you wanted to. Um, gas actually on January 6th was $225, not $1.93. So we'll just throw a couple little things out there. There was zero inflation. It was actually 1.4% inflation while that was going. Supply chain was- calculated. In the what? 80s, it was probably 3 3 to 4%. I think people, that's yeah, true. I think people do this weird thing in their head where they don't remember what was going on at the time of January. I know that there's been a lot of time passed. Democrats want you to think that it was last week. And Republicans, of course, will never want to talk about it at all. But we were in the midst of the COVID lockdowns, pandemic, bunch of deaths, you know, a lot of hospitalized people, all that stuff going on. Uh, the supply chain was functioning well at that time? No. <laughs> no. Trains were being robbed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. All the Amazon packages were getting stolen, left on the tracks. Our, our economy was the strongest in 50 years. Well, it was shut that should we, Hey, you know what? Let's just shut down a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Let's just get rid of, let's just print a ton of money. Now to give them credit, they didn't say January 6th, 2021. Okay. You're but, right. But we all should know that right. Jan 6th, but <laughs> honestly, it wouldn't matter, Nate, what was on the list. They yeah. could put on there that no baby died. They could put on there that everyone got a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but that wouldn't matter because democracy was still attacked. <laughs> so it doesn't matter how good things were on January 6th because that's overshadowed by the crippling of our democracy. So the border was controlled. You know, people have this thing that they think that the wall was like actually finished and that there was no one coming over here. Just like I know people who actually think that Trump got rid of the federal deficit while he was president because he said he was going to do it. That was like one of his big things. He was actually going to get rid of the debt. There are people that think he said that debt. Mexico still paid for part of the wall. <laughs> I know. Those things didn't happen. No. All right. They didn't. In fact, in January 2021, there, I mean, there were 70,000 apprehensions at the border. They probably only got like half of them or something like that. It was still quite a big number. The Taliban was not armed with U.S. artillery. They've only ever been armed with U.S. artillery. And Russian. <laughs> and Russian. Yeah. yeah. They've always been yeah. armed. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Where do you think they get their arms from? Jeez. Plenty of workers to fulfill labor needs. No, yeah, that's probably true. Unemployment was at about 6.5% at that time. And uh, so, yeah, there were a lot of workers that fulfilled the labor needs for all the businesses that were shut down. That's fine. The market was at record highs. Uh, uh, it was about three days away from the record highs. All right. It wasn't quite there. It had pulled back, but whatever. We'll let them have that one. Interest rates were at record lows. That's not a good thing. Right. That's a bad thing. Doesn't mean it's a great thing. Like, oh, look how good Trump did. He got the Fed to go almost negative interest rates. Well, and I know what they're talking about there, though. They're talking about mortgage rates. Oh, okay. Like, okay. For I got buying you. a house. Yeah, yeah. That's still not a good thing. Yeah. The, just because you can refinance for 2% doesn't mean that that's what it needs to be. <laughs> but it's all about you and how you feel, okay? Anyway, that's dumb bleep number one. We have to move on. Um, so that's all encompassing of Trump. That's all dumb bleep number one. Charlie actually gets to do two and three because the first one for dumb bleep number two, this is just kind of a funny one real quick to make fun of. Okay. We always got to throw something light in there. So This is from the New York Police Department 52, uh, 52nd Precinct. It said, great job by our five to two conditions team who removed these illegal speakers from our Bronx streets. Hashtag NYD protecting. NYPD protecting. I, it's protecting. 
Yeah. And it's a picture well, of a bunch of speakers, by the way. You can't tell, but those are... <laughs> can't tell in the picture. Yeah. Let me explain something it's to you. Tough. Those are instruments used in inciting the worst day in history. Speakers. Speakers. Okay. Yeah. Like you could... Those are instruments, those are tools mm-hmm. that people use when they incite insurrections. Yeah, I got you. So, hey, you know, the First Amendment didn't cover free speakers. <laughs> All right. That's a big deal. I do have to give credit to someone who made me laugh out loud when I read this. Uh, remember, this is New York. And so their response was, in New York City, the dedicated detectives who investigate these vicious felonies are members of an elite squad known as the Speaker Victims Unit. <laughs> That's pretty good. So good job to them. Yeah. <laughs> good job. So NYPD, SVU, getting out there, getting those dangerous, keeping you safe, keeping you protected. From them speakers, they're loud. I mean, that's worse than like the pictures of, you know, the drugs or like they got some illegal cigs or yeah. something that they're that they're selling. You see them like standing up there all happy about it and like, everything. How out of touch is your government <laughs> when they take a picture? What did they think of, they were going to get? Right. Like you should read the comments on the thing. And it's why a, would you why, post it why still? Post it? No right. one wants them to do this. God. There's two... There's two old white ladies that complained enough that they decided to make this a priority. They could have just sent them pictures in their mail of the of the speakers. They didn't need to post it on Twitter. No one wants this. Hey, they clean in them streets. doesn't right. matter that uh, murder and assault is on the rise in New York City no. or anything else. We got police officers taking down speakers. All right, so that's Dumbleat number two. Dumbleat number three, we got to get a little bit more serious. Charlie, there is an article in the Mm. notes uh, from Ohio Republican lawmakers. I saw this trending over the weekend, and I thought it was fairly ridiculous. So This is from the OhioHouse.gov, so straight from the, the government here. Ohio Republican lawmaker wants to require teaching, quote, German, German soldiers Holocaust perspective in classroom censorship bill. Today, state reps Bridget Kelly and Casey Weinstein, both Democrats, demanded that this bill, the both sides bill, be barred from any further consideration by the Ohio House after the Republican bill sponsor said in a recent interview that educators should teach, quote, German soldiers perspective of the Holocaust. Quote, claiming there are two neutral and legitimate sides to the Holocaust is nothing short of denial. Same thing. Denial. They, well, and also the bill doesn't say that there's two neutral and legitimate sides. And, and, and I, he didn't even describe it as that. He just said that they should teach the German soldiers perspective as well. And, and it doesn't mean that they were neutral. Just, you know, the bill has nothing to do with the Holocaust. The actual bill itself says that you should teach all perspectives on any divisive topics. And so someone said, well, what about the Holocaust? And they're like, yeah, okay, sure, Holocaust. So then they made it about now it's the both sides of the Holocaust bill. Well, this uh, representative Weinstein is a Jewish member of the Ohio, Ohio house. And that's what they said, claiming that there are two neutral sides, which it doesn't do quote, trying to wipe out and ignore our history. (laughs) Wait, there weren't German soldiers or there were German shol- soldiers. I Keep wanting to say shoulders. Shoulders. Do Germans have shoulders? <laughs> you got to teach. I got to know. You got to teach both shoulders. Yeah. I mean, Jewish soldiers. What are German soldiers? All right, man. 
It, like, did German soldiers exist? Yeah. But you're trying did to wipe. They, did they have a perspective? You're trying to wipe out and ignore history. You know, actually, I, I learned something pretty interesting on a comedy podcast I was listening to on my way over here, by the way. Um, and it was about perspective, in essence, which is the fact that, like, most people in North Korea don't realize that they're being oppressed. Like, you, you, only, you only are as good as the information that you have. Mm-hmm. And what this, the, I was listening to uh, Bert Kreischer and uh, John Christ. I don't know if you've seen I that. Know John, no, I haven't seen the two of them together. Well, no. I didn't realize John Christ got canceled mm-hmm. for, I guess, having a few drinks and trying to kiss a girl. Getting with the ladies, yeah. Yeah. Even though that Disney movie, you know, try to kiss a girl. But <laughs> was it The Little Mermaid? I don't, I don't remember. No clue. Anyway, but he was talking about how he doesn't really fault the Christian community because it's like, well, when you're an insider, like, that's all you know. And like, it's not really their fault for being upset at him. And I, I thought it was an interesting perspective because it's like, okay, people's perception truly is reality. So, you know, all that to say <laughs> that the German soldiers definitely had per- perspective. Well, and it's, and it's obvious that they were wrong. Yeah. You but, don't have to teach that what they did was okay. Right. You don't have to do that. It's just here. Is it not important to figure out like when really, really bad things happen in history and, and millions of people die and terrible things happen, is it not important to learn and understand why so many people were doing that, why they were okay with that or why they were willing to do those things? What was it about that? Because how do you know you're not going to get into that, get to that point again? How do, is it so bad to learn what it was? that led to them being okay with doing those things. I feel like that's a good thing for people to know. It's very interesting. And then they'll gaslight you and say that you're the one trying to ignore history. You think when they talk about communism, they don't talk about all the good things that they were going to do once they had communism. You think they don't do that? Like if they were going to mention Russia or China or whatever, they don't say, well, you know, communism is a, a great idea in theory. You know, we just got some bad people in there. So here's why they wanted to have communism because of all these things. And, you know, it just went really, that's both sides. That's both sides. It's taking the idea as a whole. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But they say here, this, uh, this Jewish uh, representative says, quote, trying to wipe out and ignore our history while imposing big government on school districts to limit First Amendment rights in an unconstitutionally broad and vague way is chilling and reminiscent of the thought police. How is is that happening? (laughs) So they're the ones... Here's the thought... Wait, hang on. They're the ones ignoring history and putting limits on First Amendment rights. The... The thought police are the people who want you to teach multiple perspectives of a of different situations. Classic thought police yeah. tactics right there. And you go through any any dictatorship, you go through any of the terrible parts through history, one of their main qualities was that they wanted to tell you all of the sides of different people's ideas. Well, Nate, when you're looking to ban <laughs> bans... <laughs> If you're looking to put a ban on a ban, mm-hmm. that's too much. You can't double stamp a triple stamp. <laughs> Whatever you just said, I agree. If you're trying to make it difficult to not talk about something, that's 
That's thought police. But they even go past the Holocaust here. Yeah. There's other worse stuff. The both sides will make a uh, quote failing. Uh, the the both sides bill would make <laughs> quote failing to fairly present both sides of a political or ideological belief or position. Conduct unbecoming of an Ohio educator. How do you teach both sides of the Holocaust? Of 9-11? Of slavery? Of Ukraine? So how do you teach both sides of that? How do you... Okay, so this is where it starts to extend out a little bit. Because what if there are multiple sides of the Ukraine? What if there are other things that led to this whole Ukraine thing that is not just starting from February of 2022? What if there were other things that happened? What if there are multiple sides to 9-11? What if before 9-11, 2001, there were other things that happened that led those people to do something that was really terrible? But what if it's important to also know why they were so upset? Is that... Mm -mm. You wouldn't want that. No. You would not want to cover that at all. We, nobody wants to know the why, Nate. That's mm -mm. boring. Mm -mm. Okay? We just have to make a decision and stick with it. Okay, you don't have to. Well, <laughs> uh, the last the I'll last, last paragraph is pretty here. good. Okay. The impossible choice the bill would present to teachers, both sides or firing, is one of the most straightforward provisions in the far-reaching censorship bill. Censorship. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, so this person also tweeted, and this is how I found out about this because they had tons and tons of retweets here, about 40,000 at the time that I grabbed this. So here's a tweet, Charlie. Oh, keep going on this one? Well, it's the same. Yeah, it's it's your dumb bleep. So, okay, he said, this is a friendly reminder that Ohio House Republicans are advancing a bill to teach both sides of the Holocaust. He was yelling, not me. Yeah. I was just reading the yell. All caps. He goes on to say, they are the party of forced birth for children, of mandatory genital inspections, <laughs> of book bans, of coal bailouts, they are the thought police. I'm going to hold them accountable. <laughs> God. The thought police. This is how these narcissistic <laughs> manipulators, they're so good at it. They get out ahead of the curve. I know. Like, before you have a chance to tell them what they're doing, <laughs> they're coming right out the gate and just telling you that you're doing it. <sighs> Okay, that's Dumbleat number three. We got a lot more to go. All right. So here comes number four. All right, here's number four, everyone. Thank you to Brad Palumbo. Left his uh, left that right there. He said, This is your brain on woke. So thanks, Brad, for tweeting this one out. That's how I found it. From Vice, science has made us mistakenly believe women are weaker than men. The title of the article is Science Has Consistently Underestimated Women Because Scientists Are Sexist. Exactly. In 2013, three scientists published an article called Mate Choice and the Origin of Menopause. In it, the trio argued women had evolved to pass through menopause because no men of any age find older women attractive, not even older men. Therefore, there is no need for their continued fertility. Now, that sounds like a bit of a reach. There could be some other reasons, like it would be uh, unsafe for you to try and carry a baby on your older age. And yeah. so, I mean, I would just go with that one, mm -hmm. you know. But anyway, science journalist Angela Saini read their research and was filled with rage. After observing similar pseudoscientific sexist 
bullshit everywhere she turned, Sayini wrote a book, Inferior, How Science Got Women Wrong. Her central premise? That science is just as capable of reinforcing sexist gender stereotypes as any other discipline, and as a result, women have been consistently underestimated throughout human history. Science, Sayini argues, has achieved this weird status in our society as the sole repository of impartial, accurate truths. Hmm. About science, huh? Hmm. Unsurprisingly, it's usually scientists who self-perpetuate this myth of science as infallible. After all, it helps justify their untouchable status in society. No, see, no we're, one. We're not just going to cover this article. We can tell. No one would ever <laughs> use science for that. No. Of course no. they wouldn't. <laughs> Quote, science has been historically sexist towards women, and this has affected what research tells us about women. Sione explains in a phone call, I wanted to understand patriarchy through the lens of science. Historically, women have been consistently excluded from the scientific community, which meant that there was a space for prejudice to creep in. Sione argues, citing figures like Darwin, who was as fixed in his misogyny as those fossils he loved to study so much. Although Darwin is dead, his legacy remains. There's still scientific work being done today that reinforces misogynistic views. There's a quote, there's a lot of bad evolutionary psychology out there, Sione says. I didn't realize Fauci hated women so much. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Citing research that variously argues that men are better leaders because of their hunter-gatherer origins or that women are naturally less promiscuous than men. Quote, when science should have been pushing women forward, it's actually been holding them back. So science is a problem now. We gotta go against science. Why would our culture right now be wanting to call science itself sexist mm. and misogynist and actually go against science? Now, I don't really have any ideas on that, but maybe some of the future dumb leaps would let us know. <laughs> science has this status in society as the provider of unbiased facts. And actually, the way we need to think about it is a process. Everyone needs to understand that science is not just a stream of correct facts all the time. What? Sometimes the process can veer quite badly off course. Experts are not gods. We are just... Now, I don't necessarily disagree <clears throat> with no, that. No, I don't disagree with that at all. In fact, I think science is a process. Mm -hmm. And in fact, most You know why you think that, by the way? Theories. You know why you think science is a process? Because I'm... Because it's a process. That's why you think that. Oh, okay. We are just as biologically capable. Central to Sine's argument is that the strength bodily and intellectually of women has been undervalued by scientists. They don't value it enough. However you value. Yeah. <laughs> women also have strength and thinking about women as the weaker sex is wrong. Women are biologically better survivors from the moment they're born. They have stronger immune systems and are protected from certain genetic conditions that affect only men, explaining partly why women live so much longer. I learned this in the nineties <laughs> from liar, liar. Yeah. You know, in the courtroom when he's like, there's no <laughs> such thing as a weaker sex. Ultimately, Sione's ambition is a new scientific model, one that recognizes scientists are fallible and is subject to human prejudice as any other discipline. There's a story being written, quote, there's a story being written. And as women have entered sciences and our societies become a lot more enlightened, we're getting a very different portrait. I want women to see that equality is not just a political ideal. We are just as biologically capable. It's, First off, I want to know why this 
person is so transphobic. Or we need to ask her where the woman is because she's used the word quite a lot now. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. But what about trust the science also? It's, you can't. No. Now, no, according can't. to this one person. No. But clearly she's transphobic and out of touch because we know that when it comes to vaccines, science is the answer. It's this whole thing is like when it doesn't align with what you believe, then like it's, it's wrong. Not you. You can't be wrong. We've raised this whole generation of kids. I'm going to call them kids and I'm one of them, but, and I was this way for a while. We raised this whole generation where it's like, you're never wrong. Everyone else is wrong. It's never your fault, which is crazy. Yeah. It's never your fault. Whatever. Now, look, I think that some of this I don't disagree with because I do think um, for a while women were underestimated in things like um, intellectuals and Mm -hmm. things like that. Women were held back in some areas, like not being allowed to vote and stuff that we disagree with, by the way. Um, And so some of that did happen. But if you're looking at today's society, women are obviously weaker in areas of like strength Mm -hmm. based on just pure fact that's only because the scientists that gave you those facts are sexist though yeah we got to do new new now we've already covered this but you guys know that if you take the most physically fit people on in the deviation right on the top end they're all men Mm -hmm. they're all men the strongest human being is a man (laughs) the fastest human being is a man so now it doesn't mean that some women aren't strong physically whatever and it looks intellectually that we that appears to be pretty even in fact some women outperform men in certain areas and see, i disagree now the other thing about this is is that it's so multivariate mm-hmm. like okay in what domain right That's, at what time at what age like there's all these factors that you have to put in to things to just be like oh well you know we're just not equal nothing's equal there's literally nothing equal because uh, a boy is not as strong as a man and a, an old man is not as strong as a young man. Like the, there's so many different factors that play into like abilities, strengths, weaknesses, all kinds of things. What she never does in this article, just to summarize here, is ever bring up any like data or scientific facts or things where people are wrong. What she's actually talking about is she doesn't like the societal norms, the social construct, the gender social construct. That's what it is. But she never actually talks about any uh, thing having to do with science or data or anything like that. It's just all a bunch of bitching. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next one. That was number four. (laughs) Number five, Charlie, Uh, this is for you. This is not a blue check mark, but it was dumb enough to talk about. And we just mentioned responsibility. I just thought we had to talk this about it. This is from Dr. Poorman. I can't believe we let American politicians convince us that every public health crisis from COVID to overdoses to obesity to guns is about personal responsibility. No, they designed our environment to make us all sick, then charged us for the cure. Deep, mm. compelling, yeah. and rich. It's not your fault, folks. Nothing is your fault. Anything that happens to you, it's it's all by design. Everything in your environment has been designed to make you sick so they can then charge you for the cure. Now, that's really, that's 
<clears throat> that's an awful lot of work to come in and make like two, three percent profit <laughs> on something. <laughs> I'm just saying these big evil people designing this environment so they can charge you uh, for the cure. There's other businesses they could invest their money in. You know, we could just stop making everyone sick, mm. you know, and then just put your money in like oil or something, I guess. I don't know. But it's all about it's it's not all about personal responsibility. OK, everything, the public health crisis, obesity, obesity. That's not your fault. We know clearly that that's nothing to do with personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this last night, thinking about taking it out of the dumb bleep as I was eating the bowl of ice cream that I crumbled three cookies over the top of and I put some honey on it. And I was like, you know what? This girl's right. <laughs> I have another it's bowl. It's not about personal responsibility at all. Yeah. And I, I leaned over to my wife. I was like, hey, do you want to go on a walk? And she's like, yeah. I was like, that's cool. And we just kept watching whatever show it was. <laughs> I just wanted to know if she wanted to go on a walk. I didn't yeah. plan on taking any steps <laughs> towards that action. Because it's not your fault. It's not about personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. Never. Yeah. There's nothing you can do at all. Yep. As the <clears throat> saying goes, it's the the apple in the spoon is the <laughs> sugar in my eye. So. Yes. Okay. The next one is a, <laughs> is a video. And, uh, okay, while we're talking about science and women and all this stuff, you've seen it already this week, but let's hear from Senator Josh Hawley. Oh, God. And what I did, I did see this. One. Whatever the heck was going on with the person he was talking to, let's have this regretful conversation real fast for Dumbleep number. What number is this, by the way? Five. Five? Or six. Six. This is Dumbleet number six. Holly. Uh, Professor Bridges, you said several times, you've used a phrase, I want to make sure I understand what you mean by it. You've referred to people with a capacity for pregnancy. Would that be women? (laughs) Many women, cis women, have the capacity for pregnancy. Many cis women do not have the capacity for pregnancy. Um, There are also trans men who are capable of pregnancy, as well as non-binary people who are capable of pregnancy. So this isn't really a women's rights issue. It's a, We it's, can it's recognize that this impacts women while also recognizing that it impacts other groups. Those things are not mutually exclusive, Senator Hawley. Oh, so your view is, is that the core of this, this right then is about what? So um, I want to recognize that your line of questioning um, is transphobic, <laughs> um, and it opens up trans people to violence by not recognizing that. Wow, you're saying that I'm opening up people to violence by asking whether or not women are the folks who can have pregnancies? So I'm one, I want to note that one out of five transgender uh, persons have attempted suicide. So I think it's important Because of my line of questioning? So we can't talk about it? Because denying that trans people exist and pretending not to know that they exist I'm denying that trans people exist by asking you you if you're talking about women having pregnancies? Do you believe that uh, men can get pregnant? No, I don't think women can get (laughs) pregnant. So you are denying that trans people exist? And that leads to violence? Is this how you run your classroom? Are students allowed to question you? Or are they also treated like this? No, no, no. They're they're allowed to question They're opening up people to violence. We have a good time in my class. You should join. I bet. You might learn a lot. Wow. I I would learn a lot. I've learned a lot just in this exchange. Absolutely. (laughs) Now, (laughs) I saw so many videos of the first snippet of this. And it was the woke left claiming victory mm-hmm. on how articulate and <laughs> wonderful this woman is getting back at Josh Halley for his for his mistakes. Now, 
I, I don't know if we don't have time to play this again, so rewind it if you need to. I pay close attention to the middle of this when she gets caught in a corner. She instantly flips it. Mm-hmm. Instantly flips it to do you realize how transphobic you're being right now, basically? Like, do you realize that you're inciting violence against these folks? Yeah. Violence against them, suicide, which is violence against yourself, yeah. I guess. Or but, violence against them, too, like hate and all, yeah. all that. Yeah. But you notice how when when she got stuck there, she had, she re- resorted right to no... Deflecting. Yeah, deflecting. It was nothing really about answering the question. It was, hey, I want to point out, like, you know, because she knew that it would take a turn for there. And, and God, this is what manipulators are so good at. Like, if you ever notice when you're having an argument with someone and all of a sudden they start, like, you start... Jordan Peterson talks about this a lot when it comes to couples. Make sure that when you're arguing about something, it's that one specific thing. Because humans are really good at deflecting from that one specific thing you're you're arguing about. Like, oh, did you put your clothes in the hamper? And they'll be like, oh, well, you know, you never rub my feet. And you're like, what does that have to do with the clothes in the hamper? Right? So this is yeah. a very good distraction tool to flip it to make you look like the bad person. And then, of course, it, it gets you flustered. Like, well, wait, what are you talking about now? That's like, this is a perfect example, like on display of how when someone, uh, when someone is wrong um, and you are pointing out the fallacy, the illogical consistencies, how they immediately resort to basically attacking mm-hmm. and diverting the conversation away from where it is to make you look like the bad person. I also want to note that her attitude, and I would never do it, but it makes me want to punch her face. I'm not going to do it. (laughs) But her attitude, you can tell that she... You would never hit a woman? No, I would never. But the attitude she has just shows you what what people are like when they exist inside of this bubble of only people who think like they think all the time and it's just like oh of course you're like you idiots asking this stuff you know obviously i'm i'm right and i'm better than you and just you know kind of laughing at the off and everything and of course know. uh holly was the condescending one of course he was, he was. man yeah yeah but it just this pompous smart ass punch facery that she is going through uh it really drives me nuts <laughs> it really does so you're saying you would date her well, sure. I mean, I don't really know her personally, but maybe I would get to know her. I don't know. She's probably a great person. I'm not saying she's a bad person. I'm just saying I can't. I no, wouldn't. could you imagine the arguments you would have with her? Oh, my stuff? God. Yeah. 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 No. She's going to learn today. No. <laughs> All right. Walk next, away. Next thing on the list. I just also love how the left was using that video as like a victory for them. Oh, they, they always the- do that. They do the same thing with like the Rand Paul Fauci exactly. videos. Mm-hmm. You know, they do the exact same thing. Okay. Next thing. Number seven, of course, you've heard this a bunch of times already, but there's also something from MSNBC that we'll have to use to attach on to this. Uh, but of course, if you didn't hear Dr. This is for you, Costco. Dr. Jill Biden uh, talking about Latinx and all the things that make them unique. I mean, Charlie, when you think about Latino or Latina people, I mean, what's the first thing that comes to mind, you know? Mm. Not not heritage or culture or anything like that. Nothing. Tacos. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Tacos mm-hmm. 
is what it is. So let's see. Taco Tuesday, even though it's Friday. Of course. Yeah. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Listen, y'all, we only get one mind. And it's a terrible thing to waste. I've never really thought about it this way, but it's probably something you should take care of. Don't you think so? I think you should. I don't know if you all thought about that before, but we only get this one brain as far as we know. And just like if you only have one car for the rest of your life, you probably want to do a little bit of maintenance on it. Maybe you want to learn new stuff, maybe find different ways to, to de-stress. Working out, that's something I heard about one time. You, there's also BetterHelp Online Therapy. And look, I use online therapy from BetterHelp, and it has changed my life. This company, you use BetterHelp? I use BetterHelp. How long would you say you've been using it? For a little over a year now, nice. I've been part of BetterHelp. My therapist is a great, great therapist. He listens to my problems, my woes, my highs and my lows. And he is uh, he's excellent. I love talking to him. I can set up a video call, a phone call, or I can even text him when I'm feeling certain things. And he gets right back to me. And by the way, it's much more affordable than in-person therapy. Trust me, I have done both of them. And BetterHelp is much more affordable. And you can even be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Sign up. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash GML for Good Morning Liberty. GML. That's betterhelp.com slash GML. But we can't get those things on our own. Raul helped build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio, <laughs> is your strength. Wow. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. Whatever. I mean, it's not like the, the thing that I would personally go with, I guess, but hey. That's where she wants to go with it. She's got got a lot of knowledge of the Bogodas down there in the in the Bronx, of course. Uh, those are very important. And then, of course, all of I just want all of you people, the Latinx out there, to know that you are as unique as the different tacos that we make at my house on Tuesdays, as, as the right? breakfast tacos. Now, okay, that's all. That's all well and good. Was that like the most? Was that like the the worst thing you've ever heard anyone say about people? It kind of shows like where her mind goes, of course. You know, talk about that. But whatever, that's fine. Also, did somebody write that speech for her? Yeah, of course they did. And then like, did you, you didn't read that beforehand and be like, oh, I don't know if this is really good? Well, no, because they don't, they don't actually think any of the things that they've gotten mad at, like Trump for saying. Like they don't actually feel that way. They wouldn't actually, you know, in their own, they see someone say whatever it is. Trump talks about a, a taco bowl or something like that. They don't actually feel like that's a bad thing. They just know that they can use that as a political weapon. So mm -hmm. no, like naturally, when they're writing it, they don't think about it anymore. So you're because saying Costco's a taco. Taco Costco. That's, that's what, what um, you're saying. I'm not well. That's what you're. That's not you're not saying that, Jill. Yeah, Doctor Jill Biden saying that. So okay. MSNBC said the GOP is outraged over Jill Biden's tacos gaffe. How quickly they all forget, and of course they go on in this article to list all the times that people on the right said something that was just terrible and hurtful. Mm. You know, or or Trump's 
taco bowl thing that he did. He brought out an actual taco bowl. He goes for the whole the whole thing. Like when he talks about uh, taco, he brings the taco to the conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay, no so lettuce. that's real bad. So what happens is the Republicans forget all the bad things that they say. But then there's also a flip side. How quickly you forget about how mad you were about all the things that the Republicans were saying the whole time. It just goes to show you that none of these people actually have like any principles. They don't care. No. <laughs> it's like when your team fouls the other team, but they get away with it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, well, that should have been a foul, but uh, I'm not going to say anything. I don't want to draw attention to that foul because like you're you're married to this idea of like my group is in the right. Well, you think if your group is in the wrong, you think if the offensive line holds someone and, and Zeke runs for a 75 yard touchdown and they don't call it, we don't even get mad. Right. Like, am I upset about that? No, I'm jumping up and down. I'm pumped yeah. right now. If it happened on the flip side, I'd be really mad. I'm so depressed about the Cowboys. I don't know if I'm jumping up and down. Well, but I might crack a smile. I mean, you might. What if you have them on your? What if you have them on your fantasy team though? Oh, that might be better. Yeah, Yeah. that would be good. Okay, next thing that was Dumbleat number seven. Number eight has Robert Reich and Dan Price inside of the same one, so we'll have to run through them. That's all. Number eight. This is gonna be. This is gonna be Reich Price. Reich Price. The Reich Price. The the Price is Reich. The Price is Reich. There we go. First one up from uh, old Bobby. He says, on Prime Day, remember that Amazon avoided about $5.2 billion in corporate federal income taxes in 2021. The real freeloaders in this country are corporations, not the poor. Yep. That makes sense. That's the real freeloaders. The real freeloaders Mm -hmm. are the people, I mean, they got like a million employees and... Well, never mind. Amazon was about the only thing running during the pandemic. Yeah. That's where you could get anything from. No, freeloaders. Yeah. The they free avoided loaders. those taxes illegally or illegally, or did they pay the taxes? Mm-hmm. They Did they pay the taxes that they owe? They probably did, or mm-hmm. there would be like a, you know, some kind of, they'd probably be in jail right now. And to Amanda's point, how dare he say only one day? I know. There's two days. Two days yeah. of Prime. All Let right. me tell you, we ordered a bunch of stuff. I only ordered, I ordered two fire sticks just for fun, I guess. I don't even know why. They were like $12. So I was like, I'm just going to get a couple of them. For fire. Because they yeah. wear, yeah, they're fire. Mm-hmm. All right. So continuing on this idea for a minute, we got Dan Price. All right. Price says, if you're not giving your employees a 10% raise right now, you're giving them a pay cut. Hmm. So with inflation being at 9.1%, He's saying if you're not giving people a 10% raise, you're giving them a pay cut. Okay. All right. I guess you could make that argument. But also, like, did the businesses create that 10% inflation? Are the businesses dealing with any inflation? They are as well because the producer price inflation came in 11.5 as well. So if you're not decreasing your employees' wages by 11.5%, then they're price gouging you, I guess, mm. is what's happening. So all of this craziness that we have leads into the next dumb bleep. And uh, we've only got nine minutes left. So we're going to roll through number eight, which was the Price is Reich. Uh, number nine is going to be a video. And I'm pumped to talk about this one. There's a new popsicle stand in town in New York. 
So let's see what we got. That's right. You can eat popsicles that are shaped and look like some of the rich people. So you can literally eat the rich. It's not a bad idea, honestly. For $10 per <laughs> popsicle. So the, uh, by the way, the tweet itself says, New Yorkers can take a bite out of capitalism by munching on popsicles shaped like the heads of billionaires Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, Jack Ma, Elon Musk, and Mark Zuckerberg near McCarran Park in Brooklyn. Taking a bite out of capitalism by heavily participating in capitalism at the same time. Let's watch. <laughs> say they resemble that much the the people but uh, the jack ma one looks real racist it's, <laughs> it it's kind of weird a little strawberry -y, creamy doesn't taste like over a hundred billion dollars but it's good <laughs> zuckerberg is called suck zuck gobble gates gobble gates bite bezos snack on jack ma and Munch Musk. Is it in his likeness? I don't know, you tell me. I mean, as far as popsicles go, I'd say it looks like Elon Musk. You know, it's not necessarily a self-portrait, but it's pretty close. Oh, what a wonderful display. Honestly, not a bad idea. No. Um, do you think the people forking over 10 bucks for the popsicle have any understanding of the irony involved in this at all? No. No? You no, don't think they see it whatsoever? No. no, they have no idea, Nate. You don't think it ever occurred to them? No. Like, oh, this capitalist <laughs> is selling me popsicles at 10 bucks a pop. Yeah. I've, I keep telling you we're in the wrong industry. I know. These people are selling ice to Indians. <laughs> and, As the saying goes. And getting away with it. By the way, there's a little bit extra icing on the popsicle right here you know the jack ma it's kind of random they threw jack ma on there if you think about this ideology we heard from reich and we heard from dan price and now we're eating the rich paying 10 bucks to eat the rich of course and they got jack ma on the side jack ma who uh runs a business called alibaba in china so uh, a while back like in 2020 or so he spoke out against china and their banking system and was starting an alternative to it and then he disappeared for three months. The China cracked down on his business, lost about $100 billion over that time. The From what Forbes and everyone else says, they actually put him on house arrest and stopped his new business from being launched that was going to be going against the Chinese government, essentially. And so I'm just trying to work all of that logic out in my head when we get to eat the rich and we got Jack Ma on there. The ideology that leads you to think eat the rich and what happened to Jack Ma because he was trying to stand up to the Chinese government at the same time. It's, I'm just saying it's interesting. Well, obviously being a billionaire is worse, mm -hmm. Nate. Way worse because the Chinese government, they've got, there's both sides. Okay. There's right, both on sides. On to number 10. Number 10. We is, made it. Number 10 is called California and Charlie won't make it for part two of number 10, but he'll be here for this one. Uh, Gavin Newsom gets a uh, part one of number 10. Let's hear from him. Come on, old Gavin. Well, it's well known that nearly every industry is held to account when their products cause harm or injury. 
Well, except one, the gun industry. The gun lobby, well, it spent millions and millions of dollars buying off politicians to shield themselves from any liability. Today, California is going to change that. They can no longer hide from the mass destruction that they have caused. I'll be signing a bill that will allow Californians to sue irresponsible gun manufacturers and distributors. If you've been hurt or a family member is a victim of gun violence, you can now go to court and hold the makers of these deadly weapons accountable. Our kids, families, and communities deserve to live without the worry of gun violence. And with Assemblymember Ting's bill, gun makers will finally be held to account for their role in this crisis. Hmm. He even sounds like a monster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds yeah. like an evil, evil person, uh, which, which he is. Okay, we've said plenty on this whole idea of gun manufacturers being held to account for things that are done with guns. And then all of the other examples you can throw out there of products that you could use to break the law and harm someone with those products. He says that nearly every company or manufacturer is held liable when their products hurt someone. I don't think that's true. I don't think you have any liability when someone uses a a, a GMC SUV to roll through a parade full of people, you know, uh, or when the GMC, uh, when the SUV decides to do it itself or whatever. You know, I don't think that the maker of the vehicle has any liability in that circumstance. Now, and they shouldn't. Cer- you can certainly sue them, but you probably sure. won't win. No, no. And I guess what he's doing is open it up for lawsuits, but I, t- I guess it depends on the judge that you get. Yeah. We'll see. And then well, that could end up it, going all the way up to the Supreme Court is eventually. Is it illegal to sue a gun manufacturer? Illegal? Yeah. Uh, well, they're, they've bought politicians and it shield them from liability. Mm. The gun lobby has, gotcha. has done that because normally you would obviously hold the manufacturer of every single product out there liable when a criminal takes that product and harms someone with it. Uh, naturally obviously you would do that now i have heard of like there's tort law surrounding like when cruise control first came out somebody set it on cruise control and crashed their vehicle because they got up yeah that was, that's a fake story but yeah that one's fake mm-hmm. i thought that was real no it's not i've looked it up not too long ago okay well, i know i know the mcdonald's coffee one is real mm-hmm. so you were they were sued for their product causing burns and mcdonald's product was liable or McDonald's was liable for creating a product so hot that it could burn you without warning you that it could burn you. So there are, but for just being the product itself, there are, every gun I've bought has a clear warning that says this can cause serious injury or death. Like the warnings on there. Yeah. So anyway, I got to go. Yep. Charlie's got to go. We're going to finish up the California dumb bleep with something that was so ridiculous. I just couldn't keep out of today's dumb bleep so this is still dumb bleep number 10 california thanks for hanging on everyone this has been fun so far charlie we will see you when we see you so here comes the next one okay california cities ban new gas stations in a battle to combat climate change thank you i believe magoo possibly sent this one over And it's pretty ridiculous. From the Seattle Times, without realizing they were starting a movement, 
and green energy policy. Leaders of a small Sonoma Valley city seem to have done just that when they questioned the approval process for a new gas station, eventually halting its development and others in the future. Quote, We didn't know what we were doing, actually, said Petaluma Councilwoman Fisher, who led the charge last year to prohibit new gas stations in the city of 60,000. That's a great quote right there. We didn't know what we were doing, actually. Pretty, pretty good. Four other cities in the Bay Area followed suit, and now leaders in California's most car-centric metropolis are hoping to bring the climate-conscious policy to Southern California. It opens a new front in California's efforts to reduce carbon emissions and already is generating opposition from the fuel industry, which argues consumers would suffer. And they are arguing um, correctly that consumers would suffer. Listen, you're not going to... People are just, they're still going to get gas for their cars, all right? It's just going to be more expensive because there's going to be less competition. Yeah, gas stations, when one of them lowers their price, the one across the street lowers its price too. You want as much competition from the gas stations as possible. And this time right now where gas is so expensive and it's killing everyone, ah, screw it, we don't need any more gas stations. Quote, it's really up to cities to turn around climate change, said Andy Schrader, Director of Environmental Affairs for L.A. County Councilman Paul Koretz, who proposed L.A. work towards its own ban on new gas stations. L.A. Councilman proposing this. Quote, if you have lung cancer, you stop smoking. If your planet's on fire, you stop pouring gasoline on it. That is an amazing analogy that only he could have come up with. It's so good. Koretz's proposal would task city officials to draft an ordinance to prohibit any new fossil fuel pumps in the city and require that any expansions of current gas stations be limited to serving zero emissions vehicles and providing non-fuel related facilities. So even the current gas stations, if they want to expand, it's just got to be electric chargers or more potato chips, something like that. No more gas pumps. It would not affect any station's current operations. So if you're your grandfather, then the current stations are fine. And that's the issue that I, one of the main issues I have, like they're so worried about stopping climate change. Why don't they just ban gas stations themselves? Just get rid of them. Because they know people have to get gas. People are still going to get gas. There's just going to be less competition. But they're not actually going to try and do anything about the problem. The problem is the gas, apparently. They just get rid of the gas. They're not actually going to do that. And the gas stations are already there. They're going to be fine. So how much do you actually care about the problem? Quote, taking the common sense step. This is common sense, so you can't be against it of halting new stations and helping existing stations transform their business models ensures we are protecting our small business owners and making sure the city doesn't end up footing the bill to clean up a bunch of toxic stranded assets in the relatively near future. Then they go on to talk about a few people. It's pretty funny. Karen, this person named Karen, she sees four gas stations at some intersections. So this whole idea makes sense. Quote, I think we have enough, to be honest, more than enough. Luckily, because there's enough where she is. The 28-year-old said while filling her tank on South Vermont Avenue. I love that this is just pure. I love the virtue signaling here because they talk to people at gas stations for this interview while they're filling up their cars with gas. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we shouldn't have any more gas stations. Freaking climate change. Putting gas in their car the whole time. It's pretty awesome. 
Still, okay, Troy Walker, 49, said that he also would like to switch to an electric car, but their skyrocketing prices have put the idea on the back burner. Still, he said he'd have no qualms about the city banning new gas stations, especially given what he knows about climate change. Quote, if people were more educated, they would be more aware and would oppose new gas stations. Walker said, while filling up his tank at a recently opened 7-Eleven on West Century Boulevard, one of the few new stations permitted by L.A. in recent years. Okay, those are your dumb bleeps for the week. They are already in the channel, D-B-O-T-Dub. So go get your votes in. I'll tell all the listeners what they were once again, one more time, even though you don't get the vote because apparently you didn't go to joingmail.com, pay as a little bit of six, as little as six bucks a month so you can hang out with us live during the show every day of the week when we want to. So while everyone is voting, number one was Trump and the Trumpets. Number two was Law and Order SVU. That's the Speaker Victims Unit. Number three was both sides of the Holocaust is censorship also and thought police number four science is sexist number five nothing is about personal responsibility this is all people that have designed everything to make you sick number six holly hates trans holly hate the trans we know that for sure number seven you are as unique as the tacos all you latinx out there number eight was the price is reich Number nine was Eat the Rich, and number 10, California. How are we doing on the votes so far? Let's check and see. We're getting some votes coming in. I'm not going to do a full ad right here, but I will tell you guys to go listen to the Expat Money Show, one of our great sponsors here on the podcast. Mikkel Thorpe has been on the podcast as recently as within the last couple of weeks. He's also doing a free online summit coming up in November, telling you how you can safeguard your money, you can move stuff overseas, you can get out of taxes legally. And who's going to be a guest talking to people at this free online summit? None other than freaking Ron Paul himself. All right. So go to the expat money show, go to expatmoney.com links in the show notes for everything. Do it. What do we got? Who's winning? Do we have all the votes in? All right. We got a problem. I knew this was going to be an issue. We got a three-way tie right now. We got a three-way tie between Josh Hawley, we got the Tacos, and we got California. Oh, Tacos pulling ahead. I see someone might have pulled a vote. What do we got here? I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it in five, four, three, two, one. Josh Hawley hates the trans as the winner of Dumb Bleep of the mother trucking week thank you all for listening so much tell a friend tell a family member go to our social medias make sure you're following go to youtube subscribe tiktok and like and comment on everything we're breaking the algorithms right now on tiktok so they're letting us back in that is great that is just because you guys are going and listening so go do all those great things and if you do that if you do every single one of those things tell a friend tell a family member, tell the children and leave a rating and review as long as it's positive then we'll be right back here on Monday, same Liberty time, which is whenever we want, and same Liberty channel, which is joingmail.com. Until then, have a good weekend and a good morning, Liberty. <laughs>